Follow-up is key to success in this business. Wholesaling, you have to follow up with your leads. Did you know that 48% of salespeople never follow up with a prospect? 25% of salespeople make the second contact and stop. 12% of salespeople make three contacts and stop. And only 10% of salespeople make more than three contacts. Here's where it gets really interesting, guys. 2% of sales are made on the first contact. 3% of sales are made on the second contact. 5% of sales are made on the third contact. 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. And here's the powerhouse. 80% of sales are made on the fifth through twelfth contact. What does that mean for you? It means you need to follow up with your leads. You need to set your follow-up on autopilot by using a CRM. Visit dpipodcast.com forward slash CRM to learn more about the CRM that the discount property investors are using in their business. You can follow up with text, email, voicemails, all automatically. Get to the 5th and 12th contact faster and close more deals. Again, visit dpipodcast.com forward slash CRM. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I am your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. We do want to encourage you to go check out the discountpropertyinvestor.com if you're looking for properties in the St. Louis, Missouri area. You can subscribe to get our emails in the top right-hand corner. And as always, check out freewholesalecourse.com. Tons of content on there about how to get started in wholesaling today. Take action. Go to the course. It's an awesome. It's an awesome course, and uh, we're constantly going to be, you know, updating it and add some some stuff to that. So, absolutely. To, today's yeah. topic is Mike. What are we talking about today? We're talking about running appointments and determining repairs. So it's basically what do you do when you get this far? Um, okay. So let's kind of talk about. We'll do a little brief recap. Little recap. Yeah. Last week we talked about um, talking to sellers and uh, how you're gonna. Your goal for talking to sellers was basically to set appointments. Well, now you're running the appointment, so what do you do? Uh, my philosophy on running appointments, Dave, is that the preparation for the appointment is the key to how well that appointment is going to go. Absolutely. So Absolutely. After you get off the phone with the seller, you can, again, and, and literally just jump into your pre-work for that appointment. Um, what that involves to me, then, I mean, is several different things. So I'm going to say that you want to show up with a contract. I like to show up with a contract that's pre-filled out where you've got the property address in it already, uh, everything except for probably the price. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I just you want to be ready to close on the property. You're going there with the intent to purchase to the property, purchase and you want to convey that to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, you want to make sure that the seller knows you, you want to buy this property. Yeah, when you pull a contract out at, at, you know, at the kitchen table, too, it conveys lots of things like um, confidence, of mm -hmm. course as well as your intent. My well, intent of me coming here is to buy this property. Oh, yeah, also, I mean, it's preparation. It, it kind of conveys your professionalism as well, mm -hmm. uh, that you came prepared, you know what's going on. You're the one that's going to handle the transaction because you're not working with a real estate agent, so you have to be the expert. 
uh, for for the home seller. Absolutely. So you want to show up again. I think show up with a contract. Show up with comps. Uh, if you're not going to, you may not actually use them uh, when you're discussing the property with the sellers. If they are, if you're already at a price that works for you, uh, if or if they. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reasons. You may or may not need them, but the point is run your comps so that you know what you're able to pay for that property. That's one of the reasons why you're going to go with the contract. You have to know what you're going to pay mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, I like to at least, even if I don't bring the comps, I always will run them mm-hmm. prior to the appointment to kind of get a brief idea of what the properties in the area you're selling for. Um, and if you can bring them with you, it's not a bad idea because if for any reason you're at the kitchen table or you know whatever and you're negotiating with the seller, and the comps may be a good tool for you to negotiate, you can always pull them out. And you can say, you know, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you know, I know you're asking this for the property. However, you know, this is what properties in the area have sold for. And whenever you do that, one of the tips that I'd like to, uh, or one of the things that I like to do is I always try to convince the seller that, listen, it's not me versus you. Like, we're on the same team. It's me, it's me and you versus the market. So if the market will only bear this amount for these properties, as an investor, it wouldn't make sense for me to pay that price or more. I got to get it at a little bit of a discount. Absolutely. And that kind of goes into my next kind of talking point, I guess you'd say, for your your running your appointment. I mean, what are your goals? So just like the previous episode, we talked about our goals for the uh, phone call. You've got to have goals for your appointment too. And one of my primary goals is always going to be um, building rapport. So you want to make a friend with that person. And kind of as Dave said, is you, you want to make it very clear that it's not you versus them. You want to create a win-win situation. You want to create uh, the best possible outcome for them and for you. I mean, again, you're, mm-hmm. you, you can't buy it. You can't pay over market value. You need to make that clear to them that you're an investor. And mm-hmm. that's how you feed your family is by buying houses and fixing them up and reselling mm-hmm. them. Or, But that pitch is so easy. I was I was just telling another guy in the office here, you know, that, that pitch is so easy whenever you say, listen, I'm an investor, I don't pay retail. However, you know, there is tons of advantages of working with me. I'm going to pay cash, I'm going to close fast, and I'm going to buy it as is. I mean, I'm going to take all of your problems away. This is a property that you, you know, either don't want or need to get rid of or it's distressed or you're distressed, whatever the case is. You know, I can come in and I can help you. And again, like Mike said, you're always kind of looking for that win-win um, obviously, the lower price that you get the property for, the more money you can make on it. But at the end of the day, you are truly helping somebody that's in need of selling or moving their property, and you know you're going to be the buyer. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. So, so then your goals for the podcast. I mean, one, there's a, or I'm sorry, your goals for the appointment. There's, um, you want to make a friend, build rapport, uh, make sure you guys are kind of getting on the same t- same page. And then I mentioned earlier, there's a reason that you don't necessarily fill out the price ahead of time. And that is because you don't necessarily know what you're going to be able to pay for the property. Right. Just because someone told you that the property is in good shape, their opinion of good shape is very different than maybe what the comps sold for. Mm. So we're going to have to determine repairs. Absolutely. That's, I think. So let's recap just real quick. Mm-hmm. So you've done your marketing. People have called. These motivated sellers have called you. You've answered the calls. You have talked with them. You found somebody that has a high level of motivation. Hopefully you built a little rapport with them on the phone and then you set the appointment. So at this point, you've gone out, you've met with the property owner or seller, you've built some rapport, and at this point, you are going to to start determining the repair costs so then at the end of your appointment, you can make them an offer, okay? So just like uh, Mike was saying, 
definitely you want to build a little bit of rapport. You know, let these people know that you're there to help them. You're not, you don't want to go in with the mindset of, oh, I'm going to go make 10 grand on this deal. Hopefully you do. But the mindset is, you know, I'm going to buy this property. I want to help you, you know, fix whatever problem you have. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I mean, and Dave is uh, really good at being, I mean, it is very genuine. I, I mean, can you, talk for days, so it's yeah. easy for me to build rapport. I'll just yeah. keep talking. You, you want to be very, <laughs> very genuine with them. So, um, so great. Yeah. So once you're there and you build a little bit of rapport, now you need to do two determined repairs. So on that call, whenever you, did, whenever you set the appointment, Hopefully you ask the seller, you know, tell me a little bit about the property. You know, is, have there been any updates? You know, does it need work? And hope, so again, hopefully you just have a little bit of information about the property. But now you are standing in the property. What do you do next? Mm-hmm. Okay. Personally, I like to walk the perimeter of the outside of the property first and just get a good idea of the outside condition. So whenever I'm walking the, the property, you know, I'm just kind of noticing is the outside, is it brick? Is it siding? Um, if it is siding, what kind of siding is it? You know, just does it look good? What do the colors look like? Are the gutters hanging off the side of the house? The fascia boards, which are just the boards that go on the edge of the roof, you know, do they look good? Are they present? Are they painted? The soffit, and those of you that don't know what soffit is, it is the material. Uh, usually it's made of aluminum. It could be made of wood, but it goes beneath the roof and it connects kind of the roof to the house. Is there soffit? How does the soffit look? Is it in good condition? Is it painted? Um, and then of course the roof. You know, does the roof look like it's like it's you know fairly new? Is it look worn? Is it missing shingles? Um, and then of course siding. Is it hanging off the house? Is it uh, does it look good? Is it nice and you know nice and well kept? And then when it comes to brick, you just want to look at the brick and make sure there's no major cracks in the brick, and or um, if the mortar in between the bricks is in good condition. And if it's not, then you'll need to do what's called tuck pointing. Um, but again, you're just looking at this. It's an overall thing. You're not spending more than, I don't know, Mike, when you do an exterior walk around, what do you spend, three minutes? I'm pretty quick, yeah. I mean, I, it depends, yeah. Two, two three minutes, two, three you're minutes. walking around. Um, so on the appointment also, I like to take photos. Again, Absolutely. you, know, you want to get the owner's permission. Just say, hey, I'm going to start on the outside of the house, just do an outside and a quick uh, walk around. Is it okay if I take a few photos while I'm walking around today so that I can remember what I saw? Absolutely. So, and people usually aren't going to care as long as you build a little bit of rapport with them. Mm-hmm. And you say, listen, you know, I want to buy this house. I'm going to make you an offer at the end of this appointment. However, I have partners, so I need to, you know, I need to be able to take some information back to them just to verify that, you know, we're good to go. And usually if you build a little bit of rapport, you don't even need to tell them that. They'll just say, yeah, go ahead, take as many as you want. So back to the exterior walk around. You also want to be noticeable of window AC units and or a condensing unit and the condition of those. And it's very easy to tell if a house has an air conditioner or not, if they you know, have a big AC unit that's in the back. Oftentimes um, they'll have AC units, but they're just all rusted out and they look like, they look like hell. Mm-hmm. And you know that you're probably gonna need a new air conditioner at that point. Also another thing to be, w- to be aware of is the windows. You know, you can have newer vinyl windows that are gonna be more energy efficient. And they don't need to be new. I mean, they can be 10, 15 years old. They've been making vinyl windows for a long time. But if they have the old wood windows, they're gonna probably need to be replaced most of the time, okay? And that kind of it, that's all I look for. You know, gutters, roof, siding, brick, windows. That's kind of the main stuff that you're looking for, you know, whenever you're doing your exterior walk around. You also may wanna be uh, 
beware well, of any landscaping. But again, you're going to take a ton of pictures. You've also, so again, you're, you're walking around to find things too. So one of the things that you might find is uh, the driveway's cracked. So Absolutely. Or if the walkway, if there's big cracks in that concrete, that's an issue. So that's something that needs to be addressed. So snap a picture of that and keep moving on. Keep moving on. So then on. you can use that as something that's going to need to be repaired. Again, something to negotiate price on later on. It's a good point, Mike. Seller. I kind of over, over, you know, I touched right over that. But the, the, the main point of determining repairs while you are on the appointment is to find all of the repairs and add those up either on a piece of paper or in your head. So that way you can use that for fuel in your negotiations a few minutes later. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Now, again, obviously those repairs are going to be important if you do decide to buy the property and or put it under contract. But again, you're really there at that point to get some pictures and you know do some math and figure out what those repairs are going to be. Okay, so, so yeah, let's keep going on. So we walk, we walk into the house um, after, after we're on the outside, and what are the key things that you're looking for? I mean, for me, I'm going to go in, I'm going to snap pictures of uh, primarily the kitchen. Uh, I like to check underneath the sinks, too, just to see if there's any water damage under all the sinks. Uh, same thing in the bathrooms and the, uh, the bedrooms. Um, not as many pictures of the bedrooms, but again, you're going to look for anything that's, uh, that needs repair. Again, if mm-hmm. there's a hole in a wall or there's uh, toilet missing, I mean, mm-hmm. who knows? You, you just don't know what you're going to find. Yeah, I mean, just go around and look around, and you're going to get better and better at this as you do this more and more. Um, I always look at the ceilings and see if there's any watermarks on the ceilings because it's a good indication that the roof is leaking or has leaked. Um, like Mike said, check, the, check underneath the sinks. Make sure there's no water in there. When you go down to the basement, assuming it has a basement, uh, you want to get some pictures of all the mechanicals. You want to get a picture of the HVAC. You want to get a picture of the water heater. You want to go over and take a, take a look at the electrical box mm-hmm. and make sure that it's got you know, newer wires. If it doesn't, not a big deal, but that's just more negotiating power for you when you're going to buy this house. Right. And as you as you progress as an investor, or you're going to learn more and more about properties, and you'll pick it up as you go. Absolutely. So, I mean, don't worry about knowing everything on your first couple appointments or even – I mean, we st- I still learn new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's it's – yeah, I mean, you're, you're always going to be learning stuff, so mm-hmm. don't worry about it. So we actually everything. dive into this in a lot more depth in the Discount Property University, which is mm-hmm. our paid course. And we have tons of different sheets in there about, um, you know, how to easily go through a property and, and determine what the repair costs are. So if you're interested in that, check it out on the website. FreeWholesaleCourse.com has a link to the paid course. Um, but again, you're just going to go around and just kind of take pictures and look at what you have to repair in the event that you bought it. And then again, use that for negotiation. So couple more things real quick before we wrap, you know, the inside yeah. of it up is when I'm in the basement, look for water. Look for water stains. Look for water residue. And that's a great indicator of if the basement leaks or not. Mm-hmm. You or know? If it smells like mold. If it smells like mold, then there's probably mold there. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're walking through. We've kind of determined, okay, this house needs uh, a few things. So then in your head, you kind of figure up um, uh, an idea. I mean, just come up with an idea of what you're going to need to repair. So then when you have your your ARV or your comps you can subtract that off of your offer price and subtract off your profit on top of that and that gives you your offer so that's basically where you want to uh, kind of begin your negotiations at or end up at your negotiation yeah really that's not, where you want to end up not Absolutely. not begin yeah Absolutely. You end your so we're going to use some really really round easy numbers for everybody to understand let's say that the uh, comps on the you know three or four lo- you know local comps that you found that were good and very similar Mm-hmm. were 100000 and that was the average of those three or four. And you walk around the property, and you determine that you have 10000 in repairs. It needs some windows, maybe it needs some paint, and uh, maybe it needs a new plumbing stack. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe 
somewhere in that range, okay? So let's say you're at 10,000 and you know you think this is a really great area. So you know discounting it maybe more than 20% isn't necessary. So you go from 100,000 to 80,000 and then you're gonna subtract out your 10,000 which puts you at 70,000. That's the highest you can pay. That does well, not include. Then you gotta have a profit in there. That's my point. So that's the highest you can pay. And, and there's no profit in there. So if it was me, I would say, okay, the highest I can pay is 65,000, because I need to make five on this deal. So 65 would really be my, my what's called maximum allowable offer, my MAO, and, and that, I would probably start my bid at 55,000 cash. I emphasize that. That's great. And so what Dave just did was basically the MAO formula. He just went through that pretty quickly. And we've got that in the free course as well. I think we've talked about it in past episodes. So mm -hmm. if you want to look at that or dive into that a little bit more, we mm -hmm. actually even have a, a sheet in the free wholesale course that uh, will make those for you. We'll Absolutely. Generate those for it you. So it'll generate it for you and it'll also kind of walk you yeah. through. So that's the determine. MAO. Um, you, have to, you have to start your offers pretty low to get going on it. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I don't know that there's much more to mm -hmm. uh, running appointments than that. So it brings me to a, a good point. I just made an offer five minutes ago before we started this podcast. I went and looked at a house yesterday, and the my offer was 77000 mm -hmm. And the gentleman that I made the offer to on the phone told me 100000 And then when I went out and met him at the property and offered him 77, he then countered at 93. So then I countered at 82. So I came up from 77 to 82. I believe that's 5,000 that I came up. And he said, okay, let me think about it. So already just from me going out and looking at the property, of course, building rapport, I was there for 30 minutes, maybe more. Um, I've already got this guy down at least 10 grand, mm -hmm. maybe closer. Prob probably 18. Well, probably, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully we'll get him down to 82, 83, 84 in that range. And I'll, we'll be able to sell this property all day for 95 to 100 you know, so that's great. Was that Rolando's? Uh, it was excellent. Yeah, yeah. Ryan yeah, so we've got a guy in our office we're working with, and yeah, it was one of his first appointments. So mm -hmm. Dave was nice enough to, to run along with him and absolutely help him get that one, mm -hmm. get that one going. So. Yeah, so don't that's be great. afraid. I guess this is really the point of why I sold that little story. There is, don't be afraid to make low offers. And the reason is, of this now it's coming back to me. The reason <laughs> is, is because once you put an offer out, it's very difficult, especially after you've gone to the property, built rapport, and determined repairs, to go lower. You can always, always, always go up on your offer. But once you make that offer, it's very difficult to say, you know, I told you I'd give you 85 grand for your property, but, you know, now I feel like I can only give you 80 grand. Well, the seller's going to be pissed. They're not going to like that. And all that rapport that you just built with them is going to go out the window. So always start low. Start at 55 with our previous scenario. And if they say, okay, well, you know, I need to get at least 66 grand because I owe the bank 66 grand. Well, guess what? Your MAO was, what did we determine the MAO was? I don't remember which property you're talking about. I think it was, well, we started at 100. We backed mm -hmm. it down to 80. Mm -hmm. We took 10 off, so oh, we were at 65. 70. 65. 65. In our last example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in that particular, you know, scenario... You know, the most you could pay was actually more than what they owed, or less than what they owed, mm -hmm. so it wouldn't have been a deal. But if they would have only owed 59000 and they said, you know, I need to get well, sixty one, then, hey, there you go. You can do the deal. Unless they're willing to come to the table. So don't be afraid right. to make the offer. That's another good happens. point, Mike. Always make the offer. We've, we've, we're yeah. working with somebody right now that's coming to the table with thirty grand Oof. to sell this house. Yeah. They're bringing that to the table. 
But at the end of the day, they're happy to not have to deal with the taxes anymore and the trouble mm-hmm. and the liability. Again, you're helping them out. They're ha- they're yeah, and I'm just trying yeah. to reiterate what you said. You never know. Yeah, you just you know. But start low with the offers. That's the main point that that I'm trying to make here. Great. So, well, guys, thanks for checking out the podcast. We hope you learned a little bit about running appointments and determining repairs. Don't overthink it. Get out there. Do some marketing. Set some appointments. Walk through the properties. You will get better at determining repairs at, with every single property that you visit. Don't be overwhelmed with it. Just get out there. Oftentimes, if you build enough rapport with people, they'll tell you what they need to get for the property or what they owe for it. And then determining repairs is kind of irrelevant. You know, like, can I do this for what they owe? Yes or no? So, yeah, that's a great point. Just, just I mean, be active, guys. Be Get out there and do it. You know, you're yeah. never going to do deals if so you our, are. I think our action item for this week would be uh, set an appointment. If you've got some marketing going and you've been talking to sellers, well, if you haven't run an appointment, you need to. So set an appointment this week um, to get started, again, in wholesaling. If you haven't done anything, check out the freewholesalecourse.com or to view all of our deals, check out the discountpropertyinvestor.com. And contact us, david at discountpropertyinvestor.com, mike at discountpropertyinvestor.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if you have any questions, send them over, guys. We're, we're more than happy to, uh, to help you out. All right, Dave, let's lead them out with a quote, buddy. A quote? Let's do it. The best preparation for tomorrow is doing your best today. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.